Welcome to the Connie G Show, everybody. My name is Conrad, and how are you, buddy? Thank you, Mr. McMurdy, for the intro music. We'll listen to that on the way out. Um, yeah, today is the 23rd of May, 2023, the year of our Lord. Ding dong. Um, and we're sitting here in Davenport, Oklahoma, at uh, Route 66's historical Davenport landmark. A sign that sits next to some sort of gas station. What is it? I don't know. Um, yeah, we're sitting here at OK Taco Company, which resides on the corner of Broadway and Route 66 in Davenport, Oklahoma. There's a studio back here that lets me, Conrad, record the Connie G Show whenever I would like. I appreciate their support. And I appreciate the drink of the show, which is Diet Dr. Pepper. It was established in 1885 by a crazy methamphetamine addict who uh, would get high and find ways to come down so he could go to work the fields. He was a he was actually a decent man. Just a, He just went down the wrong path. That happens. Went down Drug Road. Um, so thank you to that good doctor for sponsoring today's show. Uh, we didn't really get into it last show because Jonah joined us, and I don't want to get into maybe too much of it on this show. I'm not sure um, as far as that goes um, with the artificial intelligence, but I think I've been monitored and then hacked by um, AI, by AI, and I'll get into my proof and, and the pudding. I'll get in both the proof and the pudding on that subject at some point. I got some... I think that it, as far as conspiracy theories go or some pretty hard evidence that there's some sort of malicious behavior that's getting ready to start with social media and the introduction of um, nefarious artificial intelligence and how it's going to attack you. And I'll explain that later, uh, right after this. First, we got Tucker Carlson from the sauna. Tucker, how is it in there? Well, right now we're going to be, it's 205 degrees in here. Thank you, Conrad. It's 205 degrees in here. This segment sponsored by my pillow, the greatest pillow in the world. Are you tired of waking up feeling like a, feeling like a Frank Robinson hit you in the back with a 36 ounce Louisville slugger? Well, get yourself a my pillow. Get yourself a sauna. It's Tucker Carlson. Um, there's no video today, but there hasn't been video the past couple weeks. I actually recorded it on video the past couple weeks. I just haven't posted it because I looked so damn ugly, okay? I had big zits on my face. I didn't want to post the video. Actually, it's because we don't have internet, and I didn't have time. I might post those moving forward if, if they feel relevant. And this one, I just don't have my computer. I left it in the... In the, in the truck that's parked in my front yard with a dead battery. Welcome to Oklahoma, fellas. Your brother lives in your shed and your truck's parked in your front yard. You're in Oklahoma, partner. That's where you live. 
Hey, babe, why did you park the truck in the front yard? Well, your brother had to move his truck. He was going down to get a donut. Okay, but why did you park it? Well, I didn't want to park in the neighbor's yard. Well, I mean, you could have pulled over in the neighbor's yard. But she said last time she was here, she didn't want nobody parking in her yard. Yeah, but I don't want anybody parking in my yard. Well, I had to move. Your brother wanted a donut. Well, it's... Did you turn the key off? I don't know. I think I did. The battery's dead. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Welcome to Oklahoma, where people turn into people that don't have brains. Um, so there's no video for today's show for that reason. I do have an interesting problem. It's not even a problem. Observation. Tell all. So we were back in Kansas this um, past weekend, and we were visiting family, okay? Like when people say that. What were you doing this weekend? I was visiting family. Ooh, I'm sorry I asked. Uh, we had to go up there because we wanted to pick up some cigarette butts and some trash at a couple places that have a lot of it. And they pay us to do so. And because we're not making enough money selling tacos and comedy, we have to sometimes drive a few hours to make a little bit of money doing some other stuff. If that's a problem for some of you people with money, I am sorry. If you have enough of it, please consider supporting OK Taco Show on Patreon. It's $5 a month. It gives you access to, to an entire collection of nudi- nudist presidents. Presidents who have been nude, okay? $5 a month, and that's OK Taco Show on Patreon. And every week I have a new pose by a former president. Ooh, look at this one. Grover Cleveland. Ooh. This one's nice. That can't be. That's Jimmy Carter? I didn't know he was so flexible. Okay, Taco Show on Patreon for all you rich folk. But for all you poor p- folk, listen here. Um, anyways, for the poor people like me, uh, drive back up and mow grass for a living. And so we drove up, and my wife went a little early because her friend was getting second married. Um, or Mary, she was getting a married do-over. And she had a big old second wedding um, to celebrate it. Which is, I think, is smart. I think that... People, you know what one thing people love doing is going to weddings that's not their own? Um, People love that, and when you do it a couple times, they really love it. And so my wife was invited, I think she was even a bridesmaid or one of the, definitely one of the helpers, you know what I mean? Like one of the bride helpers. And so she helped with bachelorette party planning and which cake to pick and... um. Oh, I don't know if you should have a strap on your shoulder right there. That kind of stuff. Or these centerpieces. Well, I would I like the one with twine in the mason jar, but I don't really like the one with the basket. It's not that I don't like the basket, it's that I'm afraid that what if a kid hits it over and knocks the candle into it? You know, that kind of discussion has um has been going on. That important you just gotta get it right. This is your second wedding. You you know. People always say that. 
you know, when you get married the first time, they say, listen, you're only going to get married once. That's bullshit. You're going to get married seven times, okay? It's 2023. You're, you're chat sexting with AI, okay? You're going to get married at least three or four times, okay? So don't listen. When somebody's like, oh, it's raining. It's your wedding day. It's good luck. Be like, no, it's not. This is my first wedding. Clearly, it's going to fail, okay? And so your second wedding, that's the one you want to really put a lot of effort into. And that's what this woman had done. And so my wife was up there helping her and enjoying the festivities. Um, and then there were, we were going to meet up a little bit later. But because she was gone and I was here working and we were slow because, um, well, we don't, for different reasons. We're slow because there's a part of it where I don't want to be any more busy because the pace we're at is a little bit sometimes overwhelming for my help. And so until my help is ready for more, I got to be careful what I do. So it's a good balancing act. It's a fun strategy game into how to hold, how to hold on while your ship is being built, basically, you know? So anyways, um, I'm holding on as much as I can with Thick James at the at the helm with me, waiting for reinforcements at some point is what I would say. That's how I'd best describe my Saturday. And because of that, I had a little bit of free time. Because I had a little bit of free time and I was in a goofy mood, I was like, you know, sending jokes, I would say, to my, to my wife. Um... You know, I don't know who else I could send them to. I got like, I could probably send them to my dad, but he was, um, he's a little busy. I could, you know, so I was just sending jokes. I was like, I guess I'll just send these jokes. James wasn't getting them, so I started it. And I can kind of go back through it here. I got my phone, I'll pull it up. Now, one of it, I, I don't really know how to, and the only reason I'm bringing them up is because of, um, oh, hold on a second. I'm going to go up to this area. It's a little bit risque, but okay, here we go. I'll just start you. I want to give you the whole context because it will put some clarification on who I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis as a partner for life. Now, it is my first marriage, so clearly I got three or four more in the chamber at some point. But let me just go through this text message with you, and you guys can understand what I'm dealing with. So I started. What are you doing? No question mark. Statement. That's how I like to roll. This is 11.35 a.m. on Saturday. I should be busy. I'm not. Going to pick up flowers and a cake right now. How about you? Are you alone? Question mark. It's kind of creepy, but, you know, you want to be careful. I don't know where I'm going to take this conversation at this point. So I want to know, is this phone in a place where people can see it? I'm in the car with Elaney and Trenton, but I'm alone in the back seat. Ooh. So, all right. Go forth. 
Who's Trenton? Question mark. Super question. That's a dumb name, I said. She says, it's her husband-to-be. I said, it's like using Trent as a verb. I'm Trenton. <laughs> what are you doing today? I'm just Trenton, dude. Oh, leave him alone, dude. He's Trenton out. His name is better than his sister's name. Hers is Tawny. That's what my wife says. I said, that's a detergent. Then this is where, this is what I deal with. This is my wife. And their mom's name is Enid. She's not Native American either. <laughs> and I said, why do you think I'd assume she's Native American? <laughs> Which is something I might do, you know, not based on a name typically, usually just based on, uh, a, I would just do it as a joke. What's going on? Is Trenton Black? Or I'd say something like that to try to make it uncomfortable. But I wasn't going to, when I hear the name Trenton or Tawny, I don't think Native American or Enid, especially. I think Enid is a town in Oklahoma. Now, my wife's way smarter than I am, so she thinks in, like, facts. I think in, like, this is what I think the world is, even if it's not true. Um, let's see. Might have a bing bong. I heard the door come open. We'll find out. Why do you think I'd assume she's Native American? Because it's a Native American word. I can't remember the meaning. My wife's riding in the back seat on the day of somebody's wedding, having a conversation about whether or not the husband-to-be, who has a stupid name, mom is named after the Native American word Enid. This is what we're doing on a Saturday at 11.35 in the morning. This is the life, okay? You're rich. That's what I'm saying. I'm rich. If this is happening... Now, sure, you can get into the real world about real things, like not selling anything on Saturday at your shop you pay for and what the electric bill is because it tripled or doubled since last month. I mean, yeah, there's real stuff that goes on. But does it matter? You know what I mean? Or does it matter that Trenton's mom is not Native American? That's what matters in our marriage, okay? It's little details like that that keep a relationship fraught with anticipation of what's next. I don't know if I use that word right. And I'll get a note after the show. I usually get notes from my wife saying what I screwed up. So, um, and she says, and I can't remember the laguste language, as if I didn't know what that meant, which I didn't. Um, I put, why would I know it's Native American? Anyway, I drew this thing I'd like to try the next time you come home. It's a marital position. I just drew it. Would you like to see? <laughs> um, and there's, she says, sure. And then there's a sticky note where I drew what appears to be a box and two stick figures in a, some sort of weird arrangement. Oh, I clarified. We're on our side. I'm the one on the back, in the back, or on the right. It's pictured left to right. You're on the left. She says, I couldn't guess. I said, I'm just trying to be clear. It's a good position. All the coolest people do it. And um, then I said, um, I'm not sure if it would be a great position for the whole time, but just something to think about. Um, it's like a McDonald's hamburger. It will get you by, but a Whataburger is way better. 
to compare marital positions to fast food. Then I said, anyway, have fun supporting your friend's failure. And then she said, that's not nice. And I said, I was talking about how their marriage, about their marriage and how it will fail. Marriages fail all the time. Statistically, it's true. Nice has nothing to do with it. I'm sure they'll beat the odds. And then um, she sent me a picture of the wedding cake and said she feels pressure. And I said, it's not a real wedding. Don't worry. (laughs) And that's the end of our text conversations, guys. And that's what it's like to be first married. So that's where we're at right now. Um, But I am dumb. I was thinking about this the other day. For no particular reason at all. Probably might have been paying a bill or something. And it got me thinking about the house that I used to have in Turkle. Or no, I was talking to James about it because we were talking about flooding. Because he was... I had told... (laughs) I had told Dick James that... um, Because I thought it would it's hard to get out. Because I thought that if I used the water it would flood the bathroom in the back of the R V and ruin the games, that I had to really go to the restroom real bad and somebody was in the bathroom um at the taco shop and so I went into the R V and I had to use the restroom. And I told him that I'd left it in there for him and that he needs to, when he gets time, just help me by getting it out of there because I think it's what's um, bringing all the flies to the restaurant. Now, of course, none of this is true. (laughs) But the funny thing is, I knew that he wouldn't do anything about it. And so I get to keep reminding him that it exists, knowing that he's too scared to even go see if it's true. So, um... Anyways, we were talking about flooding because I said, yeah, I just can't. It's floods, and you know how I don't like water because we used to have the Turkle house. And it got me thinking how dumb I am. Oh, hold on a second. Okay, so I'm back. Uh, I had to run and make a monster burrito for a fine patron. Anyways, uh, why am I stupid? Turkle house flooding. That's where I left off. So, long before there was Shannon in the picture, there was the start of all this, the podcasting, um, which happened at at the Blumpkin. Sorry, I just drank a big old ah, 20-ounce thing of Gatorade that had way too much. We make our own Gatorade. That's what poor people do. And um, anyways, the powder was thick and it's stuck in my throat in the back of my throat it's something that would be too dirty to draw so even that I would, that's too far anyways we were doing the podcasting out of what was affectionately referred to as the Blumpkin which was the house in Hayesville uh, this house in Hayesville was like a winter project to provide sustainable accommodation for Thick James long ago when it was aware to the family that hmm, finding a permanent solution for this vagabond uh, lady killer named Thick James was going to be probably 
something that needed to happen. So the first attempt at that was a house in Hayesville, which was like an old, um, basically like a crack house. Um, a lot of crack. D- crack and other drug would be done in this area of town um, on the south side of Wichita, Kansas. And a lot of people would get together in this home, do drug, and then defecate and uh, urinate all over, use magic markers, probably sniff markers and glue, and then leave their scraps and their belongings and what they didn't need when they left. And they would leave stuff behind for other crack people to use. And then you just accumulate a house full of garbage and ruined structure and so my dad bought it on um probably like a repossession i don't know maybe just bought it and it needed it as a project and he'll fix it up and so we spent the whole winter um fixing it up and kind of our first james and i's first experience into basically a different kind of world and really my dad's one of my dad's first you know he's probably done some building at that point not really on a home, you know, and so it was fun for all of us to ask experts that we knew in the family and um, work on this home that was going to be James's, and then I was going to live with them, and once the home was open for people, um, then it became, you know, the kind of like the party house for redneck, backwood, um, undereducated uh idiots, which is what we were. And so it was just, you know, three, four, five, six men living there, um, people coming over. It was crazy. And then once it all kind of fell apart um, and people moved on to their lives or their post-high school lives, it was kind of like a purgatory between high school and figuring out what your first step's going to be into being an adult, that kind of house. Kind of like a a safe house for mistakes. Go make a bunch of mistakes at this house. We know where you guys are at. I mean, try not to die or kill anybody. And it got close a few times, I'd probably say. Um, too close. And then when those when you get on that edge, that's when you realize you got to reel it back a little bit. Don't go that far. Um... And so it was testing the limits. But structurally, the one thing we did at rehab was, and we thought we did, grading, we put a patio on the back, we did everything we could to keep water out of this basement, of this house. And then the worst I'd ever seen it, what scarred me, what people don't understand is then I bought the home from my brother and then it became our first, my wife and I's first home. And then that's when I started doing shows, even before my son was born is when we started podcasting and we did them first out of uh, a spare bedroom that was in the home and then once Jonah was on the way then we moved it to the basement and then then it's been all over the place but um, when we put it in the basement of the Turkle house the Blumpkin in Hayesville you know there'd be times I would go down there and the after a rainstorm or dirt you know be before the show, and there'd be standing water, but it'd be like an inch. And I, everything I think about is kind of in extremes or, or actuality. Like, 
in the sense of if somebody's like, yeah, my whole house is flooded. In my mind, I picture the water above the ceiling, like your whole home is on, like Hurricane Katrina flooding. Um, I don't picture, and then like, oh, what do you mean? Well, the whole carpet was soaked in the basement. Like, oh, they're not flooded, just wet. Like, well, yeah, but everything's ruined. Like, not really. The carpet's ruined, possibly. I think of it in that way. You know, I think about it in, um, you know, extremes, basically. Like, when people say they're hungry, you, like, what do you mean? Are you going to die? Like, everything is extreme. So, when people say it flooded, and so when I say it's only two inches of water, that's what it would be. Like, the whole floor would be covered, and so all my cords would be covered in water um, that were on the floor. So, then I would learn to, I had everything buckled up, and everything was off the ground except the desks that electronics sat on. But the part that scarred me the most was... Coming home one evening and <laughs> the water was so high that I had to climb atop the uh, deep freeze that was down there, which was still plugged in, and then do that, basically play Frogger, where I'd jump from item to item to get to the battery backup to unplug it because it was getting dangerously close to the whole basement being completely... Electrified, and I didn't know what would happen. You know, I don't know. I know what happens based on movies, if or or hearsay. If you drop a microwave like in a bathtub, if you're in the bathtub, you'll get electrocuted to death. If the mic, if I don't know, (laughs) probably not a microwave. You gotta be pretty strong. I guess a toaster is the the word, the appliance I was looking for. You drop a freaking toaster in a in a in a microwave and then drop the microwave into the bath water while you're in it, you're gonna die. If you plug in a toaster, drop it in, you're gonna die. Is what they make. So I didn't know what having a which I could lean down and see like a fifteen hundred or two thousand watt um, battery backup that had you know. 200, you know, 110 volt, but I had probably three or four outlets completely rigged up with all the different things I had plugged in, you know, with the power strips and everything else. I thought, oh my God, this whole basement's going to be just a, you know, one of those electrocution chairs or something. I got to figure this out. It's going to be like a power line went down in my house. So I was crawling around. I got it unplugged. And then in my mind, though, I was like, this is ridiculous. I, we know we got to move. We got to get out of this house before it just washes away. And I would tell people, I would tell my dad, I would tell my father-in-law, I'd tell anybody that would listen. My, um, the guy that worked with us, um, that, that kind of does lawn and land grading, you know, to make sure the water runs in the correct direction and does landscapes and, and builds patios and knows the angles of things. And like, what's going on here? Why, guttering, you know, running all that. Why is this doing this? I had no trees to have foliage in my gutters to clog them. There's no reason that I got so much water. They're like, well, you got your sump pump? Does it work? I'm like, yeah, it works, I think. You know, it's plugged in, and if you... Here's how stupid I am, and I thought of this on the way home. Nobody told me. Nobody. There's not a class for it, and so if there's no class for it, which I would have paid attention to a little bit of it, possibly, 
but nobody tells you how a sump pump works. It's not like there's a, and I know what you're thinking. Like, of course, Conrad, there's sump pump seminars. Everybody tells you how a sump pump works. Well, I got to tell you, my kids are pretty smart and I don't know if they know how a sump pump works. People don't explain this stuff to people. So I had a pump. We good? I had a sump pump. Sorry, Thick James is coming in, everybody. Thick James, if you wanted to pull that microphone up and tell the, right here, just pull it up to your face. Tell everybody what you're doing here. What's going on, James? I'm just... You can pull it. Yeah, be, be a little bit aggressive with it. Treat it like a woman. You know what I'm saying? Just going to relieve myself for the afternoon. For the evening? You're going to use the restroom? Yeah. Would you like us to turn on or off the toilet cams? Turn on, turn them on. <laughs> I want the world to see my potatoes. <laughs> All right. Well, James is going to use the restroom. Perfect timing. Um, and then I'm going to teabag Connor. Well, I was just talking about the Blumpkin. And I was talking about the flood. Well, I was talking about the flood where I was hopping from deep freeze to table to everything to unplug to not electrify the basement. But I was getting to the part where when somebody hands you the keys to a home, there is a trust that that person, I guess, has that you might know what you're doing with a home. But I got to think that most people that take the keys are a lot like me or you who have no idea what to do in almost any home-related situation. You might know like, oh, don't plug a fork into the outlet. You might know that. That's not a good idea. You would get shocked. You might know, hey, turn the breaker off if you're going to put a fan in. You might know that. But nobody says, hey, let's sit down and let me tell you what happens with a sump pump and how to use it. What people do is they go, you got a sump pump, right? In which case we go, yeah. Do we? I mean, I don't know. I would just say it. Yeah, we got one. And then one time somebody come down and he looked and said, yeah, you got a sump pump. And then they clicked the little float that's on it because it's got a float on it because as the water rises in the sump pump hole, the hole that me and you used to pee in in other homes that we lived in, as the pee rises, God's pee rises, it hits this float and that pumps the water from the sump pump. So people were checking our sump pump but never saying, where is the hose? Where does the water go? We didn't have the sump pump hooked up to anything. The sump pump sat in a hole, in which case the water would rise. It would turn the pump on. Perfect. It's plugged in. Battery back up. This works great. Turns the pump on, pumps water right where it sits. Sucks it up, pumps it out right on top of itself. Because there's nothing it's hooked to. There was nothing it was hooked to. People had looked at it, and I know what happened. In their mind, they thought, man... Conrad is, he doesn't like having a hose coming out of his stairwell off his back patio, so he probably puts the hose up that he uses on the sump pump unless it's going to be a storm. Then he probably comes down and hooks it up. Are you high, man? You think I'm going to hook up a hose every time it's going to rain? I would leave it hooked up. That's the kind of guy I am. I'd have a hose. Or I'd dig a hole and have it coming out of 
underneath the patio, into the ditch. We had a huge ditch with the railroad tracks and everything. It's a beautiful ditch. Great for water. Would have loved the water out in that ditch. But instead, they didn't say anything. They said, they must have assumed I knew this needs to be hooked up to some sort of outlet. Like, not an electrical outlet, out a water outlet. I didn't know that. And so we sold what is probably a very profitable rental property. Because nobody explained what a sump pump does to an idiot who doesn't know. And I feel like I should have maybe looked that information up. But you're talking about internet had just started, guys. YouTube didn't even exist. There's no place that you go to to find out sump pump information unless you're going to go to the library. And the only people that go to the library in that time were homeless people who like to do sexual favors for drugs. Um, we have a cousin or uncle that did a lot of that stuff, lived at the library for a while, named Kevin. Do sex stuff for drugs, went to jail a lot. Decent man um, by all, you know, accounts, drug accounts. Most of the people he bought drugs from loved him. Uh, a lot of the people that he would perform favors with enjoyed his favors at the library. But how am I supposed to... Hey, Kevin, are you done doing drugs? Can you teach me what a sump pump is? Was he learning about sump pumps at the library when he was pumping, you know, Jack and Diane, getting drug money? No. He didn't learn shit about sump pumps. He didn't explain it to me and James. And, you know, shame on him. And shame on all the rest of you who thought I had a hose somewhere stuck up my butt that was pumping water out of my basement. I didn't know what to do. And so if you have anybody in your life Here's an example. Anthony and Audrey. These are two young people who just rented a home. My sister um, just rented a home with her Arabian slash um, Hispanic. He's a mixture of, he's like a Alamo Spaniard mixed with a little bit of uh, like an Antarctica Eskimo bowl cut mixed with carpet, magic carpet ride guy, Mick Jagger. So he's got a little bit of everything in him, and he doesn't know shit about anything. You know what I mean? He's got tiny hands. He can. He's trying to be an electrician, but his basement could be full of water. He could think the sump pump's plugged in and not understand, but it don't matter if it's plugged in. It don't matter if it comes on. It matters if it's doing what it's supposed to do, which is what? Getting the water out of the basement. And all we did was tell people, our whole basement is filled with water. And they just sat there like, I don't understand how. Like, is your pump working? Yeah, it's working great. It's pumping the crap out of this water. We've got a freaking wave pool down there. We look like freaking, uh, we look like the YMC. No, what is that one? Great Wolf Lodge. But what's the one that we used to go to in Wichita? The water park. Fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> like fantasy in Wichita from the mid nineties. Um, so wipe out. <laughs> uh, that means the wave pools turn it on, and that's what we would play. Beach Boys wipe out um, every time that it would rain because we knew that our we get our surfboards out. We go downstairs, ride the waves. We get a, a thick drink, go downstairs, float around on cardboard, going. This 
how is everybody else dealing with this? This is a tremendous amount. The whole neighborhood f- flowed through the Blumpkin, the, through the bottom of the Blumpkin's house, which was riddled. It was a hand-dug basement with bodies, and I left a cat down there for like 12 years, and it, it lived, and it killed so many animals. I'd hear them fighting, and those bones would just rise when it rained and then get reburied as the rain. It's just a horribly haunted situation. Tremendous amount of water, and we should have just had somebody helping us. Not even helping, just being like, just be aware that people are stupid, even people you think are smart. They may not know what they're talking about, and they're going to nod their heads and say yes. And be like, oh, I get it. And they're not listening and they don't get it. They're not paying attention to what you're saying. Most people, here's how it goes in the real world. People talk about weather constantly. So say it rains three inches or if there's a flood watch. There's been one in the area, James. It rains today. Tomorrow, down at Atwoods, some farmers can go in there and go, man, how'd you get through? Weather get you last night? I got seven inches. And the other guy's going to go, the whole basement was flooded. The other guy is going to say, you sump pump work? In which case, the cowboy can say anything from here on out. He could say, no, nah, it didn't come on, or our battery backup failed. That person stopped listening. They feel like the conversation in the... Any talk beyond flooding is now over because they said this, the magic phrase, something pump working. They're not listening after that. The part they never finished with, how does a sump, what the hell is a sump pump? What is it? What's it do? I'm seeing how long I can talk to James about this while he tries to hold his pee in. I think we're going on like 10 minutes right now. I think we can finish the show. You got to talk to the microphone. They can't hear you. They can't hear you right there. You got to yell. You got to say it loud if you're back there. Okay. Say uh, it. What were you going to say? More stuff about the bumpkin. Do you have stories about the bumpkin? Yeah. Okay. Well, p- flip it up. There you go. There you go. Talking to it like that. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> they're talking to it like that. The most awkward position ever. <laughs> That's good. What were you gonna say about the Blumpkin? The way we live sometimes, a couple things. We never, we always had the light on for anybody to come by. We never turned it off. Wait till it burned out, and then it just burned out. We Do you realize burned. I lived in that home after you lived there and then, for many years? Then we, the best way to do dishes is leave, use them and leave them in the sink for a month and get new ones. Yeah, James is going through a transitional time. Of his life back then, his freedom, he was exploring it by realizing the pressures of conformity that society puts on a person, like to wash their body and their sheets and their clothes. James didn't fall under those pressures. He felt like, listen, a plate does its job after one use. Don't wash it. That's wasted energy. That's wasted time. Throw it away. Buy another plate. Eat one meal of freaking deer, <laughs> deer meat, 
hamburger helper. Leave the pot. Throw it all away. Um, yeah, it got pretty nasty over there after a while with the mold in the basement and then um, the mold in James's room and others. Yeah, there was a little bit of situations going on in, you know, kind of hoardery. I would say it's a little hoardery, a little bit of those tendencies going on. So I built what was called the Oasis back then, Uh, my own separate room, locked with all the amenities, mini fridge. I couldn't be out in the open. I couldn't be around the people anymore. The thick James was, he'd gone off the ledge. Um a guy named Imbred lived with us, and he would with his throat a lot. Got real annoying. Um, he'd gulp a lot. Just too much gulping. It's too much. I couldn't deal with it. Danny was there, and Danny was in the middle of a breakup slash marriage. So he was confused. So he was doing a lot of exploring. He was just exploring his homosexuality. Juicer was his target. So we had a lot of men there. It was uh, too many, and it was chaos. And thank goodness it didn't last, and everybody went their own way. And then I sold that piece of crap um, at an auction, and I don't think I did well on it at all. I have no idea. Um, felt like it. I got ripped off. Felt like I should have kept it. If I'd just known how a damn sump pump worked, I think I would have. And um, I'd probably be rich right now. I'd probably be freaking millionaire sitting here talking to you. I'd probably be in New York City. I've never been, but I hear it's nice. There's a couple days I'd like to avoid in the past if I could time travel. Wouldn't be there on a couple of those days. Seem a little hectic. If you get to pick. Do you believe in time travel, James? You do. <laughs> it's confident. Uh, how do you? <laughs> yeah, talking to the microphone. Yes. Now, what? Um, <laughs> thank you. What kind of things do you think? How do you think time travel works, or why would you believe in it? I'm just waiting for my Bill and Ted excellent adventure time machine to show up, or my DeLorean. So you do think you'll have to use some sort of technology to use it? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for walking over to the mic. Um, you should continue to do so if you have one-word answers. Um, yeah, I don't think that it... I don't know. I don't know if it works or doesn't work. I'm in the era of Wayne's world. With licorice. And the- I guess you could... No, I don't know. I don't know if it would. Obviously, it doesn't, unless people are just time traveling all around us all the time. And sometimes it seems that way. Sometimes it seems like, how are these people operating? Um, that goes back to what I was going to talk about, which is you. I can use James because I've got three separate messages from three people from the past on Facebook. One of them has, was to the OK Taco Company which is um, our shop. The other one was to the other two were to the personal Facebooks. So in three separate days, I got a friend request from a former English teacher named Pam Taverner. Miss Taverner 
sent me a friend request on Facebook, which I thought was very odd. I hit confirm, of course, because she's smoking hot. And so, I mean, I'm sexually attracted to her is what I'm saying. I am to all women who are over 80 and former literature teachers. And so I hit yes, hoping that we could have a budding romance. And she immediately messaged me. Hey, how are things going? That's odd. Didn't respond. Could be a scam. The next day, Derek Pike, former person I went to school with, um, messaged OK Taco Company about his ex-girlfriend in Shawnee, Oklahoma, who got hit by the recent tornado and might be able to use our help. Like, hey, guys, I haven't talked to in 20 years that now live in Oklahoma, I guess somewhere near Shawnee. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. There's a tornado hit my ex-girlfriend. If you guys are not busy, maybe you can do something as taco shop owners to help a tornado victim. I don't know how any of that relates to us. I mean, we're an hour away from Shawnee. He's two hours away. He could just do something if he's that worried. But it was interesting to get that message. I thought, that's very strange. This guy just haven't talked about him. And then James has been writing Philip on everything and talks about, you know, um, Derek Pike and Philip Roth and all these people. And so the next request I get is from a guy named Philip Daly. I thought, this is strange. And then he messages me. Hey, how are you doing? How are things going? So what I think is happening <laughs> is this. There's been a crack at the time. <laughs> now, what I think is happening is those scams that used to dupe old ladies into, or even young ladies, would dupe Americans into helping. So there's scams out there. I don't know if you're aware of them. Cell phone scams where people will call you saying that you owe money or that you can help a family or all these different things. And they, they're, they're foreigners tapping into the emotional handicaps of people using our sympathy as Americans to help people that need help. They're stealing from those people and taking their money and stealing their identity and all that stuff. I think that artificial intelligence, the AI crap, the Brads and the Google, whatever it is and all that crap. I think it's got a scam going on Facebook where it's taking people from your past. who You don't have much relationship with, but know a lot about. And they know a lot about you because you guys went to school together. They're taking those people and having them message people trying to then get money out of them, acting as if they are those people. Looking at Barbara Bush. Oh, that's Barbara Bush's book. Yeah. If you can read it, it's a light read. It's called The Matriarch. It's written. Barbara Bush, The Matriarch. Yeah, it's a good book. So, do you think it's possible that that could be? That artificial intelligence, and you are welcome to answer this in a one-word answer if you'd like. Um, do you think that artificial intelligence is using the profiles uh, of actual people from your actual past to contact you to get actual real-world money to help for something that is a scam? So they're using the part where you know this person. You know Derek Pike. Of course you'd help Derek Pike. He's a buddy. He's from high school. If he needs some help, yeah, you'll help him. I, 
think they know that. They could be just a computerized saying they're dairy pot or anybody and get your money. God, you got a deep voice. Do it again. Say all that again. <laughs> just tell me like uh They they all they could be scamming and say it's its own person, but it really is a scammer. I love scam calls. They they're great. They they entertain me all day long. <laughs> Well, those are called bill collectors. They're calling you. That's totally different. Not a scam. <laughs> well, this week's been pretty, pretty, pretty laid back, though. Yeah, here's the easiest way to not get bill collectors to call you. Don't have a phone. <laughs> All of a sudden, that problem is solved. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. They don't know where you live or how to find you or contact you. You're out of debt. <laughs> it's called being... Off the Grid. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Off the Grid. We got more tips from Gump. Gump, what are some of the accommodations you should look for if you're wanting to live off the grid? Well, <laughs> you got to find a nice shed. <laughs> yeah. And, and then... Um, now, would you pick up the shed owner's stuff from in front of the shed or just let the weeds grow mighty high around it? Oh... Maybe you just get one item a week, and eventually it'll all get... Yeah, eventually. It'll be... <laughs> um, yeah, James says he's really loving... And actually, I think he's he does really enjoy living in the shed. Parts of it. I don't know. He seems to be happy out there. <laughs> I mean, it's a dark, <laughs> windowless box <laughs> with no airflow, so... <laughs> It's got to be great. There's so much insulation. (laughs) Nothing can get in or out. If you fart too much, you'll probably suffocate yourself. And even breathing becomes a problem, you know, especially the amount of smoke you got in there. I'm sure it's like sleeping in the barrel of a cigarette, but (laughs) Um, you got to do what you got to do if you're trying to escape debt. That's what I'm saying right now is... Debt is a monster. That's why it's got a silent B in it, because that B is a bitch, okay? Debt is just, you bet without the D in it. Take the D out and twist it around. That's just bet. Bet on debt. And Gump bet on debt, thinking, screw it, you know, all the experts are wrong. (laughs) I can definitely spend more than I have, and it won't come back to bite me. Um, But it does. It always does, because it's a monster. So he's working on that. And sometimes you got to live in a in a freaking backyard shed to just to get the railroad track built. So, hey, Conrad, yeah. watch out for landmines by the end of the steps on the back porch. They're still there. Yeah, you should please if you do have an animal and you are staying at a loved one's house for free, um, and especially somebody that tries to be as accommodating as they can for you. Um, Breakfast, hot breakfast, uh, coffee if you need it, drinks, um, shower, services, laundry, anything you need, sir. And then for you to just bring your gigantic overweight dog to our back patio, back porch, go right where we step off of it on a daily basis to check on your welfare, to see if you're alive, Uh, to leave shit Piles of shit by our by our steps. 
is so <laughs> it's a trademark. Yeah, it's definitely funny. It would be one word. Um I'm not surprised by it. I'd say that. I'd say it's a hilarious little um makes sense. You know, I just think of it like, ah, yes, of course. Good morning to me. I have to step in somebody else's dog's dung. Right at the bottom of my steps. This is perfect. Yeah, I think I'm going to go outside without my shoes on this morning. Kind of feel what's going on in the yard. Oh, look. Somebody left a big pile of chocolate right here. Hot chocolate (laughs) sitting here at the bottom of my porch. Great. That's nice. Good morning. Happy Monday. Um, So, yeah. No, things are good down here. (laughs) Uh, I think... We did good today. Sales-wise, we made $1.7 million today. And now that means we had to spend 600000 in taco shells. Okay, so we didn't need to keep all of it. But uh, I think tomorrow, we should have a new sponsor tomorrow. Uh, I'm reaching out to BLM right now, trying to see if they got any of that extra money or any money at all that they'd want to sponsor the show. If you guys have a social advocacy group that's usually um, in the middle of some sort of controversy that you want to support this show, that's fine. Um, All you right-to-lifers, all you uh, (laughs) uh, pro-lifers, if you guys want to just throw some money, because we're looking for sponsors, right, Dick James? We're looking for people, anybody that's on the, it can be either side, Democrat, Republican, can even be up and down, libertarian, lesbians, lesbians for Jesus, um, any of you guys out there, uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to spread your word. We'd love to spread your message. So if, you know, there's groups out there for almost everything, and you guys usually have very deep pockets to spend on promotional, we'd love to promote your cause. So from the guys from Balance of Nature to the My Pillow fella to um, BLM, um, Tom Brady's, uh, I think Tom Brady's got an organization for kids with one eye. <laughs> um, and then we got, who else is out there that we have? Um, ben Stein from Win Ben Stein's Money. And the guy that did those clear eye commercials has reached out to us. He's got an organization for men's um, thongs that are the hair. It's like a, for men that get bikini waxes. This is like a pubic thong. And then, um, so it's got hair on it. Ben Stein's hairy knuckle is what the website is. I don't know how much money they're giving us right now. So, anyways, that's the show, James. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? You okay? Yeah. Have a good day? I think about taking a picture of James and putting links to clothing items like next to him and having the audience drag and drop what clothes they want James to wear and we'll purchase James different outfits and we'll just have him wear different costumes every day. So we'll put eBay links to tops and bottoms Went shoes and socks. 
We'll put them on. I mean, they don't have to buy what you want James to wear is what this is. It's a new segment on the show where we'll find ridiculous shit that fits James on eBay from Jinko jeans to um, Doc Martens to we'll get uh, some of those. What was that? FUBU t-shirts and we'll put links to them from an eBay store or something. If you guys want to see Thick James in any of these clothes, that's what we'll do. We'll dress Thick James. Today he's wearing um, a gray, probably a Hanes t-shirt, pocketless, with just one um, questionable stain near the neck. So if you guys want to guess what that could be, a couple holes in it, little ones, probably cigarette-related. Um, from the side profile, you notice his shorts are some sort of athletic, like a golf short almost, very water-wicking. Uh, I'm not sure the brand. They're black and long, uh, like most black things. And from the knee down, you're going to see a little bit of that natural, just that natural skin people are looking for in a man until you get to those black socks. So after that creamy white shin, you get to that black sock and couple black sketchers and that's what you're looking at right now when you look at thick james looking good gray shirt relaxed i'd say this is you're talking about front porch james right now this is porch sitting drinking some coffee talking about the weather james so if you want to see him in a different kind of top mixed with a different kind of pant um, please visit uh, OK Taco Company or OK Taco Show dot com, and or just go to Patreon, search for OK Taco Show, share it. You know, guys, spread the word. We're trying to buy freaking Bitcoin so we can spend it all on booze and drugs, okay? And we're trying to get a program up and running to get kids addicted a little bit sooner so they can support us earlier. We're looking for some, you know. People are often looking for the 18 to 25 demographic. I'm looking for that 13 to 18. Booze for minors. You guys can donate to that on OKTacoShow.com if you'd like. So, um, yeah, Uh, we're going to get out of here. I'm going to go. I'll get this uploaded by Wednesday, maybe tonight. Did I bring my phone in here? I think I had it, but I don't know where I... Up my butt with a coconut? I guess I didn't. It's all right. We'll just hit this. I'll just play this. Just play this on the way out.